today on Transforming Lives. The last time we ministered was that God provided a Passover lamb. And he told the children of Israel specifically that they should kill the lamb, that they should roast the lamb, they should pour the blood on the doorpost. And when he brought uh, and came with judgment over Egypt, he was going to pass over them because of the blood. And that was a, a, a symbol to point to Jesus that when he shed his blood over us, we would be redeemed and we would be delivered. And so Jesus now in when he came, Jesus demonstrated to us and to, 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 to the world that he is the Passover lamb. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. First Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. Amen. The second part, we'll just read this verse, but I want to focus on the second part most especially. Amen. Let's stand and read together, please. First Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. At the count of two, we'll all read together. One Two. Therefore purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We bless you, Lord, because you are faithful and true. Holy Spirit, have your way. Glorify yourself in and through us. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Minister life unto your people. We just thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Amen. The Bible says Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. We are continuing our series on the power of God is present to heal. Amen. The last time we minister, we minister on the fifth uh, um, part of um, um, healing, and that is um, um, God is Jehovah Rapha. Okay, and we're telling you concerning God as Jehovah Rapha that God is a healer. He revealed himself as a healer. We told you also that God um, um, demonstrated to the children of Israel and to us that he was a healing God and God uh, um, established a covenant with us um, that he was going to, to be our healer. Amen. Today we want to teach on the, uh, uh, the sixth principle or sixth uh, uh, principle of Christ. I mean, the power of God is present to heal, and that is Jesus is the Passover lamb. Amen. Jesus is the Passover lamb. 
God, when God uh, um, established himself or, or told or revealed himself to uh, Moses and the children of Israel that he was Jehovah Rapha the healer, he said to them that I am, and he, he gave uh, uh, Moses the, the different covenant names, the redemptive name, and I, we told you that these redemptive names reveal the character of God. And when God revealed his character, he was telling them, I am, um, and, and um, he, he told them that they can, they can call him, he got into a covenant with them to call him Jehovah, and he established, there were seven different redemptive names that he established. He established that he is our righteousness, he is our healer, he is our provider, he is our banner, he is our shepherd, he is our peace, and he is present. And we told you um, that Jesus, uh, um, when he came and he came uh, uh, and manifested each one of these things when he died on the cross and rose again, and he showed us, he revealed himself that he was each one. But the last thing that we shared with you the last time we ministered was that God provided a Passover lamb. And he told the children of Israel specifically that they should kill the lamb that they should roast the lamb, they should pour the blood on the doorpost, and when he brought, uh, came with judgment over Egypt, he was going to pass over them because of the blood. And that was a, a, a symbol to point to Jesus, that when he shed his blood over us, we would be redeemed and we would be delivered. And so Jesus, now in where he came, Jesus demonstrated to us and to, 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 to the world that he is the Passover lamb. He is the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the earth. Amen. And, and God wanted us to understand that he, God, has provided. Jesus came to die to pay the price for our sins so that we do not have to suffer or be separated from God anymore. But he did not only do that, he broke the chains and broke the bondage of sin and death, but he also delivered us uh, from, from um, sickness and disease so that we can experience the power of God. So I want to share with us four basic reasons today concerning why Jesus is the Passover lamb and how, what it means to us, how we can apply it into our own lives. I mean, the first thing that we want to talk about is that when God established uh, uh, um, uh, um, the covenant with us, that covenant was established for healing, not only for salvation, but also for healing. And you know, the covenant that God established with us, it was not just an ordinary covenant. In, in fact, we'll talk about it more. Amen. Because it was a blood covenant, and that's the, one of the strongest covenants in all the world. If you go to different places, different nations, different people's group, the blood covenant is one of the strongest covenants that anybody can get in. And, and the Bible tells us that God established the covenant of healing with the children of Israel. When God delivered them, he took them out of Egypt. And, and we know the, the story in Egypt, how God performed great miracles, and then he, um, the, uh, Pharaoh let the children of Israel go. But the first thing that happened is that when the Bible, the Bible tells us that when the children of Israel left, 
um, and they, they, they joined him for about three days. There were, there were no water. They were uh, um, traveling in the des- desert. And the Bible tells us that they were happy, uh, um, they were thirsty. And they were looking for water, but there was no water. And they came to this place, um, uh, Mariah. And when they came to the place, there was a, a stream there. And they went to drink the water, but the water was bitter. And the Bible says Moses prayed to God. And he asked God to bring um, healing and deliverance. And God told Moses to put a tree in the water. And when Moses put the tree in the water, the bitter water turned sweet. Amen. So God was showing the children of Israel that he, God, is the healer. He's able to heal the water. Amen. And he was demonstrating to them that he is the healer. God moved in in their lives to show them that he was healer. He was Jehovah Rapha. He is the God who heals. And he was showing them that he is able to bring to pass the, that which he has spoken. If I turn to Exodus chapter 15, I want to show you something. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 22, The Bible says, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went into the wilderness of Shur, and they all went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And now when they came to Moriah, they could not drink the water of Moriah because the water was bitter. And therefore the name of the place is called Moriah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What? shall we drink? So Moses cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed Moses a tree. And when he cast it into the water, the water was made sweet. Therefore he made a statute and an ordinance for them there, and that they tested God. And God said to them, If you, verse 26, If you would diligently heed to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, and give ears to his commandments, and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Amen. So God was demonstrating to the children that he is the healing God. He, he established his covenant with them, and he established that he is the healer. That was one of the first covenant that God established with the children of Israel when they left Egypt. That he was indeed the healer. God is concerned about every aspect of our lives. God is concerned about what you eat, what you drink, what you put on. God is concerned about all of those things. And God wants us not to focus on those things because he's concerned. In fact, Jesus himself said it in Matthew chapter 6. He said, don't be anxious for any one of these things because your heavenly Father knows that you have needs of these. But focus and seek the kingdom of God first and all these things will be added. So God is, was saying to the children of Israel, I am your healer. I want you to obey me. I want you to focus on my word. I want you to listen to my word. I want you to follow my word. I want you to follow my commandments. And I will demonstrate to you that I am your healer. God was concerned 
about their spirit, their soul, and the body. God was telling them that I am your healer and I'm concerned about healing you spiritually, healing you physically, healing you emotionally. Amen. God is our healer. The second reason that Christ is the, 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 the lamb that was sacrificed is that God established a blood covenant with the children of Israel. Amen. God established a blood covenant with them. And when, 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 when there is a covenant, uh, um, the covenant, there are, there are certain benefits and responsibilities for covenant. Um, like I said to you earlier, the blood covenant is one of the, the greatest and the strongest covenant because once it is cut with blood, you are saying that if I do not keep the, 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 the requirements of this covenant, that means I can be killed. Amen. And but the blood covenant it has benefits and it has um, requirements. And one of the benefits is that um, in the covenant is that everything the covenant partner has is yours, and everything you have is theirs. And most of the time, when the, the covenant is cut, it is cut with um, somebody who is uh, um, uh, uh, a party that is greater to protect a party that is lesser. And if we look, notice the covenant that God uh, um, cut with us, this blood covenant, God was the one who initiated it. And God is almighty. And God is the one who is saying, everything that I have, all of my resources, I make it plain to you. I will protect you. I will defend you. I will be your, 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 your God. And then also, you will be my people. So God was looking for a relationship, but God was also wanting the children of Israel to submit to him. And then the benefit is that we now, we are forgiven of our sins. We are healed in our bodies. We are delivered from, from any kind of oppression, and we are able to walk and obey and follow God. And so God um, established a covenant. Amen. When you read, when you uh, um, read in Exodus, also you go to Exodus chapter 22, you'll find that when the children of Israel, in fact, when God spoke to Moses to, to go and deliver the children of Israel, one of the first things that God said to, to Moses, he said, when you deliver them, you will come back to this mountain that was Mount Sinai, and then you will worship me. And so when the children of Israel left, Egypt, they went through the wilderness and they went to the mount, Mount Sinai, in the wilderness. And then the Bible says that, that Moses went on the mountain in order for him to get the, the covenant, uh, um, uh, um, the laws of God. And if you, if you read um, Exodus chapter 22, the Bible, I mean 23, the Bible says that when God spoke to Moses and told Moses to go and prepare the people because he, God, was going to come. And he was going to reveal himself to the people and told them to clean themselves, to, to, to get the, their hearts ready, to prepare themselves. And when Moses, when the children of Israel were prepared and they were ready, when God came, the Bible says that God descended on Mount Sinai. There were fire, there were furnace, there were heat. Amen. And the people saw the, the, the magnificence of God and they said to Moses, Moses, you go and listen to God and you come and talk to us. And you, you, will, you will be our this God's spokesman, and you will be our in-between. Amen. You will be the mediator. You go to God and let God speak to you, and then you come and reveal. And Moses went on the mount, and Moses received the, co the commandments. And God uh, um, established a covenant with the children. He showed them 
what he wanted them to do. Amen. In Exodus chapter 23, verse 25, the Bible says God was saying to the children of Israel, He said, And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread and your water, and I will take away sickness from the midst of you. Amen. You see, what God, God is concerned about every aspect of your life. He said, I will bless your bread and your water. Amen. In Exodus chapter 23, verse 22, God said unto them, If you will listen and obey my words, I will protect you, I will bless you, I will provide for you, and I will remove sickness and disease from the midst of you. I will bless your bread and your water. Amen. Now, the Bible tells us that the covenant that Moses and the children of Israel had with God was, uh, like I said to you, was a blood covenant. And God told Moses specifically that the, the, uh, a, a lamb was supposed to be killed and the, the blood was supposed to be sprinkled upon the Lord and the people in order for them to establish the covenant. And that's what Moses did in Leviticus chapter 17. God said to Moses and the children of Israel, he said, uh, um, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it for you upon the altar as an atonement for your soul. For it is in the blood. It is the blood that makes an atonement. Amen. So the blood covenant is a very, very strong covenant because there is the life in the blood. And when Jesus laid down his life and poured out his blood on the, on the cross, what Jesus was doing is that he was pouring it so that our, we can be delivered. That's what the Bible tells us in Hebrew, without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sin. Amen. And the Bible tells us, so when Moses got the laws, the, the Ten Commandments from, from God, he came down, he sacrificed um, before, the, before the people, and then the Bible says that Moses poured out the blood in the basin, he took the, the uh, hips up, and he sprinkled the altar with the blood, he sprinkled the, the, the law, the book, with the blood, and then he sprinkled the people with the blood, signifying that it, it was the blood. They were in a covenant with God. And that covenant is not a covenant that can be broken. That's why God can always come. And you know, because once you establish the covenant, the covenant is an everlasting covenant. And when Jesus came and shed his blood, he shed, he died once, the Bible says, once and for all. That's why um, Paul said, Christ is our Passover is sacrificed for us. Amen. He died once. Jesus is not going to die anymore. He paid the ultimate price. He laid down his life so that we can experience the grace and the power of God upon our lives. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. The, the covenant, the, the blood covenant was poured upon our lives. I mean, the blood of Jesus was shared so that we can experience the grace and the power of God. Another uh, um, interesting story that happened when the children of Israel were in the wilderness was that the, the, the children of Israel were always oscillating between serving God 
and not serving God, complaining and not and something. So there was a time where the Bible says that God was providing manna for them. They were eating and they got tired with the food and they started to complain against uh, uh, Moses and Aaron. And you know, I mean, we got we're tired with this uh, um, uh, um, manna. I mean, we we're not eating any meat. We're not eating any this. We we're tired with how it looked. And you know, and they, they began to complain. And as they were complaining, it, it created a problem. And you know, and they they are plague. Uh, uh, they experienced a plague, and, and they were they were dying. Um, snakes came in the camp, and the, the snakes were biting them, and they were dying. And Moses told Aaron to begin to to intercede. Moses, the, I mean Aaron, the high priest, began to intercede, and Moses began to pray. And as they were praying, God said to Moses. Um, Take uh, bronze and make a snake and put it on a pole, a bronze snake and put it on a pole, and tell everybody in the in the camp that whoever will look at the the bronze snake on the pole, they will be healed. If they were bitten, if they look on the pole, they will be healed. And the Bible says those who look on the pole were healed. Okay, those who refused to look, they were not healed. Why? God was pointing them to Jesus Christ. Because he knew that um, Jesus was going to come and Jesus was going to go on the cross and become the, a curse. So that whoever looks up to Jesus will be saved. That's why Jesus said, uh, um, if I am lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. If I'm lifted up, if I get, up, get on the cross and people look to me, I will draw all men unto themselves. And then Jesus himself said to Nicodemus when he was talking, he said, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man will be lifted up. And whoever believes on the Son of Man will be saved. You see, God was showing, he was, he was painting a picture of what will happen with Jesus as the true lamb, the true sacrifice, the true uh, uh, um provision for healing, deliverance, and salvation. Amen. That's what God was, was pointing. And, 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 and the Bible tells us that because of rebellion, people were dying, but those who turned to God, who repented and looked and believed the word of God, they were healed. Say amen. They were healed. Last thing, Christ, the sacrifice, the Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 3. In fact, turn there, Galatians chapter 3. Let me show you. Galatians chapter 3. Look at verse 13. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. The Bible says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Curse is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessings of Abraham may come unto the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. What the Bible is telling us is that Jesus came and paid the price. When God was demonstrating to Moses and the children of Israel uh, concerning the brazen serpent, 
Amen. He was pointing to Jesus. And when Jesus came, he went on the cross. Okay, he became a curse for us. He died on the cross. He died a gruesome death. The Bible tells us that he was, his body was broken. His body was, uh, um, uh, 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 he was scorched. Okay, he was, he was beaten. Um, if you, if you read the, the story, the, the Bible tells us in Psalm 22 that he was beaten and, and he could not be recognized. Okay, like, because he, he paid a price. And Isaiah said that by his stripes, we were healed. And because he put, he, he, he did that, we can experience the grace and the power of God in our lives because Christ became a curse for us. He took our place. We were the ones who were responsible to be, to, to be punished. But Jesus took our place. He died on the cross. He became a curse for us so that we can be privileged to experience the blessings of Abraham. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have the right to the blessings of Abraham because Jesus became a curse for us so that the blessings of Abraham may come unto us. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com. Mm-hmm.